0: We were just talking how the Sandman trailer and Dream in the Sandman trailer is giving me strong Mike. Like Mike is growing into this, like just gaunt and kind of dark. And yeah, I see some emo in his future. Like it's just-
1: In his his future.
0: I see some Some emo emo in in his now. Now, In his now, that's true. That that is very true. Good point. (laughs) Welcome to That
2: Episode Was. We are Popsicle in this episode we'll be offering opinions many of them and reactions so many of them to stranger things season four chapter four dear billy stranger things follows an unlikely group of kid heroes as they continue to face off against creatures from the upside down in hawkins but now also california and to quote justin peniston russia russia Created by the Duffer Brothers, the fourth chapter is written by Paul Ditcher and directed by Sean Levy. Before we continue, final warnings and really, I mean, really, if you have not watched the goddamn show at this point, you're probably not listening to this podcast either, <laughs> but we'll still say we can't talk about it without spoiling it. So if you haven't somehow watched the episode heard round the world before listening to this, just go watch it or, you know, enter at your own peril. <laughs> um i am kelly sue so good to be back uh and i am joined as always by my illustrious non-pedestrian co-host <laughs> beginning with of course the sturdy justin Penniston.
3: Hello, we are not pedestrian, we are drivers.
2: We're drivers, we're speedsters.
3: We are on the road.
2: Absolutely. Uh, We have, of course, Claire Thorne, who is not speaking to Justin because of events in our last episode. Hi,
0: Claire. Yeah, I've I've had time to calm down a little bit and I think I can let Justin back in a little bit, just, you know, on a, a, you know, trial I basis.
3: I won't say it again.
0: All right, Stop cool. messing with my, stop killing off my characters this
2: is
3: good. in your head.
0: This is good,
2: this is progress. <laughs>
0: um, of course, my
2: uh, esteemed colleague and associate and same brain haver, Lisa K. Weber. Hello, it is
4: I. It
3: is. <laughs> Talk about illustrious.
2: I'm telling you what. um and of course the man with the plan who makes it all happen because he will overthink even the most overthinker (laughs) it's philip kelly thank
1: you you're
2: welcome (laughs) someone's gotta do it (laughs) probably
1: sometimes sometimes probably more a character flaw than an attribute but hey
2: (laughs) hey all of our flaws as we found in the last episode (laughs) all of our flaws are actually superpowers
1: they truly are
2: so there you go Mm -hmm. um i mean let's just get right into it uh this episode was balls to the wall Mm -hmm. um so in their respective episode recaps forbes called this one of the greatest stranger things episodes of all time And Collider said it wasted not a single minute of the one hour and 19 minute runtime. We see Max in a race against time as she's the next chosen by Vecna. Nancy and Robin go badass sleuthing to Pennhurst Asylum and find an incredible clue to breaking Vecna's curse. Hopper's still in Russia doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Eleven has agreed to be a superhero again. On top of all of that, we get the heart-to-heart between Mike and Will that we've been waiting for right before one of the most amazing action sequences of the show. Plus... Holy shit. Plus, the most incredible final moments ever. I mean, we just have to start with, like, how do you feel after watching this episode? Um, Because as we spoke about in episode three, we had to work for it. We had to put in the time. Mm-hmm. We had to experience the simmer and the pressure. Mm-hmm. And holy mackerel, to quote my grandma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if this if Let's this is talk a, about a yeah. mid-season or like early-ish season like climax, what the fuck is coming <laughs> yeah, <laughs> later yeah. in this season? Yeah. Like it really, oh, like I a hundred thousand yeah. percent agree with this is one of the best stranger things episodes oh and
2: um i completely forgot to mention hopper escapes yeah Yeah, oh yeah
4: yeah and hopper (laughs) escapes yeah and like full-on like they mentioned the great escape and he escapes full-on great escape style like he escapes the same way steve mcqueen did yes
3: Mm
2: -hmm. it's
4: like fucking Mm glorious
2: i mean Uh,
1: i how did how did how did we feel how did i feel
2: how did I, you feel?
1: I was sitting in the metro after watching this and mm-hmm. a woman who was holding a, a can of soda that was kind of crumpled up stirring it like a pot so they're obviously on some sort of drugs she came sure. up to me and asked me if I was okay <laughs> like I was in the subway with the phone in front of me like shaking like yeah. tears and a, a woman who was not well asked me if I was okay uh, like this thing left me pretty rattled. This episode, like in good ways. Like I, I think
2: Phil even texted me, just finished. I'm shaking.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a uh, hardcore. This is like a powerhouse right here of emotional. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: I know. was. Yeah. I was affected the same way, and it was one of those things where in the that final, the whole scene in the upside down, which I think is my. It's no, I don't think. I. It's absolutely my favorite visualization mm-hmm. and special effects and set piece that Stranger Things has done, period, hands mm-hmm. down. Just yeah, it was gorgeous. It gave me like super strong Dark Tower, Crimson King, Stephen King kind of vibes. Yes. Like it was mm-hmm. just oh so so well that done. There was a lot
2: of very Stephen King imagery in this episode. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And the fact that they left it so pr- Crisp and well lit, while they were, you know, like it just hands down the best. But you know, in that in those final seconds, uh-huh. I I was too like I wasn't breathing, so I wasn't crying because I couldn't couldn't function. Like my body just went, oh, must uh-huh. hold breath, oh uh-huh. my god, what's gonna? And it wasn't until like after the credits were rolling that i like just broke down and had a really good ugly cry because <sighs> not a shocker to any of you like this is the vibe of the leftovers this <laughs> resolution is the is the taking of the the guilt of uh-huh. being a, of whether it's assumed or or earned mm-hmm. the guilt that you have that you deal with with grief and it was just mm-hmm. It was brilliant. Yeah.
1: And even a little bit, the way you can take your grief and you can take what's happened to you and use that as a way to separate yourself from other people, Mm -hmm. which is all that's going on here. And so,
0: yeah.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Max's final words in the episode, I'm still here. And you're like, those are like the most powerful words coming out of a situation like that, where you feel, it's like disconnected and and you feel Mm -hmm. dark thoughts are always going to be with you, um, separating you from everybody else and from
0: yourself and
1: from yourself. Yeah. I think she's saying that to
0: herself as much as she is. Absolutely. uh, Like I'm, this is still me. I'm still here.
1: I'm still this complete person that is not struggling with uh, depression. A lot of people struggle with suicide in cases like this. And, Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is that element that you see reflected in Max's character that, Mm -hmm. it's such a that's what makes this episode so powerful is that she
2: was such a perfect choice for this arc yes because it was so like literally up until the very end for me i was literally like this
4: could absolutely go both ways
0: Mm
2: -hmm. oh yeah 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 Yeah.
4: they could easily it was a very extended like it was very extended. Her like running to the uh-huh. exit, and there like there were so many opportunities for that to go wrong. Not only uh-huh. like because Vecna going after her, but like talking about her own kind of state, yes, where she's resigned. She spends so yeah. much of the episode resigned to this fate. Of yeah, course. But it's like
1: yeah. of course this happens. To is me. she
4: going to like like? you know, Uh let the darkness take her. And, Uh um, I know we'll talk about the, the music aspect, but just like that, but just that concept that it's like, that this is what can reach your soul in a way Uh that, that nothing else quite can, Mm -hmm. um, that this is what can reach out to you, that this, this kind of art Mm -hmm. can reach you and say it's worth it.
3: It can Mm -hmm. be your lifeline.
4: It's worth it to run towards the light right now. Yeah. And I appreciate Um, that. And you deserve it. Yes. Yes.
0: I appreciate that the salvation moment doesn't come just at the moment of her realization that she wants to fight and that she Mm -hmm. wants to, run towards the light that the running towards the light is its own minefield of like, Uh you know, Uh literally things dropping on your head, just like, it's not an easy, oh, I want to be okay. And therefore, you know, boom, she's back in her body and back with the guys. It was a
4: toss up. It was a, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's so true to life too. It's like you have the epiphany but then mm-hmm. you got to put in the work after you, you have work it. for it. Yeah. You got to work for it. You can't just have the epiphany and be like, Oh, problem solved. Yep. It's like you have the epiphany and it's like, you got to like claw your way out. Like remembering the epiphany the whole time, remind like actively reminding yourself of it the whole time. Cause it's easy to it's slippery, you know? Mm-hmm. And then once you're out, it's still not over it's still like, it could come for you at any time. I mean, like, as someone who has, you know, dealt with anxiety and depression for a lot of adult life, it's like, yeah, it's always there. The curse is always there. Um, and you know, there are times where the, where you're in the light and times when you're just not, and it's like, you gotta be in the light, knowing that the darkness is still Mm -hmm. waiting for you and like so even to end this episode knowing that it's like yes she's still here but the challenge is far from over right you know is relatable (laughs) yeah yeah
0: give sadie sink a goddamn emmy like just give it to her now let it be done with so much acting in her face, even just, you know, as she's mm-hmm. tied to the, you know, mm-hmm. whatever the question. Are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Apparently there are people doing construction on my mother's house right now. I don't hear it. I didn't hear, hear it. it. We don't haven't hear. heard you're any fine. construction. You haven't yeah. heard it at all. No, I
1: don't know. Zoom is okay, cutting good. it out. So you're good.
2: Well then we'll keep going. Sorry about that y'all. <laughs> okay.
4: It's all right. Did anyone else have anything to say? <laughs>
3: um,
2: Tell us about how you felt watching this episode.
3: So a couple things. Um, this episode was directed by Sean Levy. Mm-hmm. Um, who is, I mean, he he's a movie director. He directs yeah. big shit. He directed yeah. Free Guy, which was, you know, a whole lot of fun. Um, and he directed, I think, The Night one of the Night in the Museum movies. He's directed, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, he's directed a, a lot of things. Of stuff. Yeah. And he's yeah. been part of Stranger Things since the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this episode felt more like a movie yeah. than any episode of the show thus far to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I really, really loved the juxtaposition of Mike and Will coming back together Mm-hmm. you know, and re-cementing their relationship, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I, I, like, it was so picture perfect. I literally said the first time I watched it at the same time, as like best friends, you know what I mean? Not just friends, but best friends, mm-hmm. you know, like that was just spot on, you know? And I felt that and it was very like, as someone who values their friends as much as I do, that meant a lot to me, you know? And then to immediately go to that kick-ass action sequence where oh the government god. invades the house, single take, like where you're and you're expecting the pizza delivery and it turns out to be freaking gunmen, and all of a sudden these oh, like schlubby... the camera tracking
4: and shit. Yeah, I was like oh, oh my god, so... what movie are we in now? Yeah. It was
3: so crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know, and because it felt like one continuous take. You know, it was like one continuous take. It was. it was a single take, single shot. Yeah. Well. a single shot probably
4: aided by some yes
3: it it might have been a computer generated single single shot I don't know I'm not saying it wasn't I'm just saying that's why I say apparently well I Mm -hmm. I
1: I mean I've read it about it it's it was definitely a single shot okay that's that's why I say it
3: okay um but it was so like I felt in the action you know what I mean it was Mm -hmm. a really well crafted scene I felt like I needed to duck and flinch and not get shot you know Mm -hmm. Uh and like, and these two dudes who are, like, watching golf and, like, annoying the piss out of me are suddenly, you know, one of them gets just, like, dropped and the other mm-hmm. one is freaking... I was, like, speaking of John McClane, oh, my yeah, God, this guy comes yeah. like, Oh, no, he
0: you steps know? up. Like, um,
3: you immediately
2: change your
0: tune. It's, like, oh. he switches
2: from, like, I'm lazy cop into, like, I've trained my whole life for this moment. Exactly.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: And also, and I know... Um, in our last episode, Lisa called out Argyle for being the Jar Jar Binks of Stranger Things, but <laughs> yeah. when he says, "What is that kind of a gun?" like his voice got super shrill, I thought that was amazing and <laughs> hilarious, and I completely like, like he was the perfect character for that moment. You know what I mean? To really <laughs> be the period at the end of that sentence. You know? Yeah. Um, I thought that whole sequence was incredible. And mm-hmm. I was like, God damn, this is awesome. And this is all before what happens with Max.
0: I know. Yeah. How mm-hmm. do we have both of those things in the same TV episode people to yes. like mm-hmm. like they've it's like, oh, they shot their wad out, like their whole thing on this episode. <laughs> what else? They did really they did. Happen? And we can
2: also talk about the surprise, but not that surprising casting reveal. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh when yeah, Nancy, that was the best piece of stunt casting ever. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah. Nancy and Robin, of course, go to Penhurst and they're talking mm-hmm. to Victor Creel, and he turns around and lo and behold, <laughs> Hannibal,
4: Freddy fucking Krueger himself.
2: Freddy
3: Kruger himself. Robert England
2: himself. Yeah. And yeah. again, looking fucked up. Yeah. Oh, I, damn! I recognize that him. was so I knew fucking. Who gross. He was when it happened.
0: <laughs> wow. I haven't seen Nightmare on Elm Street, but I know who Robert England is. So. Mm-hmm
4: didn't also, see coming full tilt silence of the lambs like yeah they, i wrote that uh, in my notes too i was not like just straight up silence of the lambs like using what? the same fucking set yeah
0: girls was into the same hallway sure. yeah. Uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um yeah
3: but uh great. i had seen because they do reveal robert england briefly in the trailer one of the trailers anyway mm-hmm. um but i had forgotten all about it and then i see him and I'm did like, they? yeah and I was like, of course, Robert Englund. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know because given Freddy Krueger's backstory and everything yeah. it's so freaking yeah. really spot on. Yeah. Um, and, and the telling
2: of that, that flashback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was pretty. This was also giving me some Stephen King, Amity Horror vibes. Yeah. Story. So really yeah. Totally. Yeah.
4: totally. Well, the, yeah. the, the,
1: the whole Robin, this is where the Robin Nancy story also pays off. Mm. Their whole yeah, interaction. Robin's hole with yeah, the, yeah with the, uh, yeah, with the when the When they're the running doctor. at
4: the end <laughs> and Robin's like, yeah. I'm a really, I'm really yeah, uncoordinated I'm a bad runner.
1: <laughs> the first you thing that flies are her shoes. <laughs> first thing that flies, her shoes are just gone.
4: Yeah. Love, and then they that. get to the he car and they running. get in, and Nancy's like, "You really are a weird runner." <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: right. yeah. Like yeah. she had a chance and a time to notice. It's so <laughs> great. The, the,
1: I, I mean, the, the the editors of this show should yeah. be given awards because so far, from the very first episode with uh, mm. the back and forth between the basketball game and the D and D game, to like just yeah. the, every single, nothing was out of place in this episode. Yeah. Um, there was a constant ramping up from one situation to the next that because some things were working out and some things weren't, you didn't know where anything was going to go, uh, how you could, uh, yeah. like, it was, it was pretty fantastic.
2: Uh, I'm also writing. noticing, and I'm going to get all the terms wrong because I didn't go to film school. <laughs> uh, um,
0: <laughs> you did that glasses motion just as I was pushing my glasses up the same <laughs> way. And so yeah, anyway.
2: <laughs> um, I'm noticing the interesting ways that they like. Is it a smash cut, where mm-hmm. like someone is like stabbing a knife into something, and then in the next scene, uh, uh Max is pulling a key out of a door. Yeah, like smash mm-hmm. cuts. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm noticing these interesting ways that they're cutting between scenes, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what, I appreciate it.
1: Oh yeah, mm. it's yeah. it's some solid editing, and it's incredible. You know that, that starts, yeah. of course, with sean levy like levy like storyboarding it out and finding them like, i love it like, yeah the synchronicity they they really are at the top of their game as far as filmmaking is yeah you know visual
2: story definitely got it right yeah at yeah. this moment so okay we can't talk about the episode without of course talking about the song
3: time yes yes mm-hmm. time to talk okay about
2: the song. so yeah. i will say in the scramble for them to be like what's her favorite song they're rifling through cassette tapes. And I'm like, oh, I want to rifle through cassette tapes. <laughs> <laughs> <But> also, <laughs> also, I was like, what is it going to be? Even though I know there's, there were shots of her listening to it at the beginning of the series, but I was still like, what is it? I loved that. And then of course, when it starts playing, come on. Even and- though it is a, you know, an edited version of the song, they're not playing it in its true form or whatever. Um, okay, so... <sighs> This 1985 banger (laughs) running up that hill, Kate Bush rarely licenses her music, but she said that she was a wholehearted yes, because she's such a fan of the show. And I want to talk about the the moment itself, which we kind of talked about already, but um, when she was expressing this in the statement that she made, thanking everybody, because it's like charting all over the world now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. it made me think about why this show is the hit that it is like, is it because there's been tons of, you know, there's sci-fi horror shows that abound, you know, and they're all, some of them are very, very good, really awesome shows. So is it the nostalgia? Is it the fearlessness with which they confront trauma is it their now signature brand of like poignant horror or is it all of these things? Like what makes, what makes us
4: fall so head over heels for the show? I would say nostalgia. I mean, I would say like, it's a, it's a, it's a connector, you know, it's a, it's got a huge crossover appeal. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not just us nerds who like it. It's not just people who spent time living in the eighties who like it. It's, Um, it's not just horror fans Mm -hmm. and I mean, it's everybody seems to really enjoy it. Like my, my niece is obsessed with it Mm -hmm. and she wasn't alive anywhere near the (laughs) eighties, but she's like, but you know, she's obsessed with it. Absolutely loves it. And so it's like, I just think it, it's got a really broad appeal because Because I think you're hitting on it. It's the power, it's got very powerful storytelling in it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sneaky about it because it's fun to watch. Yeah. And it's like, you want to eat it so fast because it tastes so good. But then mm-hmm. when you really kind of like get into it, it's like, oh, yeah, there's like.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: There's a lot more going on that I can like relate to, like personally, mm-hmm, yeah. um, and I think that that's I think that that's kind of hitting with everyone who encounters it too. So oh. it's really just I think it's a little of everything because I think the nostalgia gets you know some of the older crowd like, yeah. like oh, what's this taking place during <laughs> my time? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime
2: that you pretend to be old, Lisa. I'm, I become positive that you will never actually be old. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to happen for you. uh, uh, I, um, and I, I really think too, like, I don't know. I don't know how they did it, how they got to this point. I mean, any, any of us familiar with Kate Bush love this song and know that it's great, mm -hmm. but how did they know it was going to be this great? Like, I can't imagine any other song.
4: Mm-mm. Yeah, I um like I played a game with myself and I was like, what's the song that would get me out of the upside down? Don't say it. Oh. Yeah, don't oh, say. Okay, it. I won't. I won't. <laughs> um <laughs> 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 Well, cuz it's hard not to kind of imagine, of course, right? Yeah. Um but I think like this one works so well because I mean, it's so the fact that it's Kate Bush, like listen, everybody who is like only casually familiar with Kate Bush, (laughs) uh this is a great starting point. This entire album, Hounds of Love, is like bangers one after the other. Like, listen, do yourself a favor and listen beyond Running Up That Hill because the whole fucking album is fucking incredible, first of all. And then you can break open the whole wide world of Kate Bush and just listen to all of it. But the thing about Kate Bush so Mm -hmm. perfect for Max, because it's like, she's talking about like, of like Kate Bush sings about very specific experiences that like, and she's an unabashedly like feminine singer and voice. And she sings about a woman's experience Mm -hmm. in this world. A lot of the time, it's not all she sings about, but it's a lot of what she sings about. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, it's so it, it makes perfect sense for Max and where Max is in mm-hmm. her kind of life and journey. And it's alternative, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and Max is like alt as fuck. Yeah. And but it's like it's meaty, you know. Um yeah. Kate Bush has meaty lyrics.
0: Oh yeah. And so,
4: and I mean like I mean, yeah.
0: And I think that it's there's powerful and yeah, I listening to this podcast called switched on pop and it's a guy who's a songwriter and a guy who studies music like, and they break songs like this down, and I'm sure they will do this song now right mm-hmm. but Yeah, they break yeah. down and explain to you why the riff the melody the bass line, the whatever is, mm-hmm. is, is. is Pointing the listener in a certain direction and making them feel a certain
4: thing, and I think just the got the driving, the, drums, yeah, just that yeah. that chorus, the way it got, like the low bass sounds with her mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. voice, it's so all encompassing. Yeah, yeah, so go on, there's yeah.
0: I know that there's very specific like studyable nerd out kinds of you know things going on there, so I'm mm-hmm. excited to like try to figure that out too. The song in this episode, for me, I think, like, I agree with all the other, like, all the reasons why, you know, people fall in love with this show. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I think that is brilliant and that people may or may not realize is happening, um, but I think is absolutely one of the key elements to why we, this, the show feels fresh Mm -hmm. and new, is that they're taking you know, we've talked about it over and over again, they're taking tropes, but they're not using the tropes the same way, or they're, they, they like the, the, um, you know, the, the, deadbeat cops in the action sequence turning mm-hmm. into like suddenly like like they're taking the yeah. trope and then they give you something delightful something new yeah. and and a breath of fresh air and i think that's illustrated as well in this scene with max like what would we have expected like nine inch nails or like you know like what song it's not that yeah you weren't thinking about the song that would save max what song would you you know put into that scene yeah it would, I would have never thought of Kate Bush, not Mm -hmm. because the song, you know, like clearly the song has specific meaning to what's going on, but it's just not where you go immediately. And I think that's the key to stranger things is that they're never really going where you think they're going to go right off the top of your head. Yeah.
2: Agreed. Justin, Phil, do you have any thoughts on why everybody is obsessed with this show. No?
1: I was waiting for Justin to go. Justin no. may go first. He, he seems like a, he he's collecting thought. thoughts. Yeah, he's collecting. Yeah. Um,
4: they're in his um, goatee.
3: <laughs> I think- Rub
4: is goatee collecting thoughts.
3: Because like everything that you you pointed out in your questions, they're all true. You know, uh-huh. Nostalgia is a big factor uh-huh. um, and the eighties are in. As a result, Uh you know, um, and we've talked about that before with other things, Um, you know, and and it's it's really incredibly well executed storytelling, you know, with compelling characters, which always works. Uh Um, But I really think, at the end of the day, the thing that I think really reaches out and touches people is that everything else aside or you know maybe better said in conjunction with everything else this is a story about growing up mm. this is a story about kids becoming adults uh-huh. this is about a, this is a story about kids having truly adult concerns life or death concerns thrusting uh-huh. them at an early age uh-huh. you know and it's more than just you know fun adventure it's not just the goonies you know uh-huh. it is life or death it is the loss of someone you love you yeah. know and so, at the end, of, what this really accomplishes is it hits us where we live. This is incredibly primal storytelling about universal experiences. We all come of age. You know what I'm saying? We all have to deal with hardships. Um, and we all, you know, and and we all are terrified of failure. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, this really, is at at its core, it's the, I mean, this is the kind of story that cavemen around the fire were trying to tell, you know what I'm saying? You know, and I think it it, it plucks at those same strings in our hearts, you know? And so that's not to invalidate anything else. You know what I'm saying? All of the other stuff is key, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think all of that other stuff would work
0: Mm.
3: Without it wouldn't be enough without right. an incredibly, yeah. you know, potent universal experience backing it up, you know, at its foundation. Yeah, yeah right. I was actually
1: yeah, yeah I, you said it much more eloquently than I was about to, but that was essentially kind of where I was gonna go. I you know, that nostalgia that the horror films from the 80s, there's a, a sense of safety about that kind of horror that was fun and kind of joyful. People yeah getting slaughtered on screen in a a way that you couldn't take seriously right Mm -hmm. um so there's there's something kind of safe in our memories about that sort of horror and that's what that's the initial sort of element that that draws us in Ooh, this sort of thing that we grew up with is great and and i i like justin was saying if it wasn't quite if it wasn't so honest if this show Mm -hmm. wasn't so honest with Mm -hmm. the characters and what they were going through uh you know it would have been easy just to fall back on all those 80s things that we grew up with where it never felt like those characters are all that honest or yeah. they never felt all that real they were you know they were tropes like like mm-hmm. we've been saying mm-hmm. and um there's something far more honest about what these kids are experiencing that I, I think that is what definitely as Justin it's just more, far the, more eloquently yeah, said is yeah, yeah. definitely Agreed. sets it apart
4: because it's like there there are a lot of times where it's like I almost want to like be mad at the show sometimes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For like all the nostalgia cues and all of the kind of like um, meta references and the stunt casting. There are times where I'm just like, oh, come on. Or I want to be like, oh, come on. But yeah. it's all done so well and so deftly and with such um, like authenticity, which is and, so and hot. And purpose. You know, and they purpose may. Yeah. That they might give like, you stunt
0: casting, but it usually has
4: like it's, it's building something. It's exactly. not just there to be
0: there. Exactly.
4: Yeah. And so it's like, I can never get to the point of actually being mad. <laughs> yeah. Which is saying a lot for me.
2: <laughs> it
4: is a tough
2: show to be mad at.
0: Yeah. Hands
2: down. <laughs> um, I am, unless anybody has any burning desires to add to this section of the conversation, I'm going to transition us to the break because I'm sure we have many hot takes amongst the five of us. Um, so listeners, we're going to take a quick break to gather our thoughts and share our amazing sizzling hot takes with you when we come back. But for now, go grab some ice water, get yourself ready. Be back in a minute. This episode of the Popsicle Podcast is brought to you this month by HunterBlackComics.com. Hunter Black is the best damn hard-boiled fantasy webcomic on the internet. Just ask series creators Justin Peniston and William Orr. If Tarantino, Tolkien, and Tartakovsky made a webcomic, it might be half the two-fisted tale of blood-soaked revenge that Hunter Black is. Maybe. There's a new page every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and it's absolutely free. So what are you waiting for? HunterBlackComics.com, because you need a comic that'll kick your ass.
1: Bravo. That That was his feeling. That sounded really good. I mean, I'm happy with that. Me too. If Justin isn't, then he can fuck himself.
2: I hope you send him that in the recording (laughs) of that ad. I'm going to. I'm going to. I, out of that. I, I, I
1: think so. I think
2: so. If you like this conversation, follow us at Popsicle Pod on all social medias and join our mailing list at our website, popsiclepod.com, for all the latest news and announcements. That's Popsicle Pod, P O P S K L P O D. We're back for hot takes for Stranger Things, episode four of volume four. My first hot take is Yuri. To quote Alan Tudyk, curse your new sudden <laughs> but inevitable betrayal. Man.
4: That guy. Yuri is the worst yeah for real yeah Across absolutely the board although like instantly hateable
2: instantly, yes. Hateable, yes.
4: instantly hateable
0: shockingly charming yeah although mm-hmm. i had to say as soon as he was hyping up the coffee to go drink the coffee i'm like don't don't go drink don't the drink the coffee <laughs> never drink oh, Yuri's oh, coffee yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think
2: we never drink, drink like yuri's coffee that, that should be a t-shirt be... <laughs> <laughs> we knew that this guy was not going to be on the up and up but yeah. we didn't know it to this level yeah he's uh, a he's a real
4: fucker <laughs> big time uh
2: number two hopper and the peanut butter oh. i laughed and i sobbed
4: yeah also uh, sorry sorry about the bad timing on that product placement jiff Wow. Salmonella is a bitch. Oh, <laughs> it sure is. No. Oh, yes, no. that's
2: very sweet. Don't anybody go buy that peanut butter. Don't,
4: Don't buy Jeff. <laughs> I
2: mean, you really shouldn't be eating it in general. <laughs>
4: Skippy for
3: life.
2: Listen, at the time, it was all we it was all we ever wanted. Yeah. At the time. Um, I was, I just, I couldn't believe his performance. That could have so yeah. easily been like melodramatic or cheesy. And I bought every single minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, beautiful beautiful work
0: yes i'm Um, like that after like two days of not having peanut butter (laughs)
2: butter
0: um
2: okay so i'm super happy that we got a few moments with how do we how do we pronounce his name doc ray montgomery
3: i think it's doc ray but i'm not sure
2: Sure. i think it's doc who
4: is doc ray montgomery please billy billy yeah oh yeah we were
0: happy that we got a few moments ago, even if
2: they were
4: oh, yeah. even
2: if they were just a Vecna induced self-loathing
4: shame <laughs> vision I'm with I was- you Kelly Sue I was <laughs> also super happy about that
2: it sounds like it because <laughs> I'm a ho so, yeah.
1: oh. <laughs> um, um, and then I-
2: finally my final hot take <laughs> my god this is probably my favorite the yes. world is probably ending you're likely never to see your friends again, but L is sure as fuck going to be petty as hell in her note to Mike
1: <laughs> from L. <Elle. laughs> from L. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: the way that my heart swelled. I was like, "Girl,
4: listen
0: yeah.
2: say what you will about her not being <laughs> confident and doubting herself but i'm like this that is a bad bitch move straight definitely
4: up definitely <laughs> i loved it
1: amazing
0: <laughs> okay,
4: oh yeah hot takes let's go
0: oh my goodness who at the beginning of this season or when we first met billy let's go back to was it season two
3: season two it was season, season two, two. Yeah.
0: when you yeah. first met billy did would you have ever predicted he was going to be the catalyst for such wow. a like
4: no simple <laughs>
0: moment in <No>. stranger <laughs> things like i get that like yeah anybody no. grieving over him would have been such a moment anyway uh-huh.
3: yeah oh. no. Ma- was- max isn't Oh, sorry. go ahead
2: the one we first met him i was like this guy's garbage
4: totally absolutely we might have yeah. thought
3: mrs wheeler was gonna mourn him you know but that's about it you know <laughs> <laughs> um Maybe. Maybe not. fun <laughs> doc ray montgomery facts mm. so apparently he was a power ranger uh, before this and Wait, that's, he that possible uh, Power Rangers are still going. Yeah, they're, they're still, still going. Yeah. There's yeah. Still, still Power Rangers. Still iterations. Yeah. Power yeah. Rangers
4: never die.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> like that? Speaking of trying to not be old,
3: How's
2: that possible?
3: <laughs> um, and he okay had to—he literally <laughs> had to put on weight to play this role. He's—he was like—he wears it well. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I'm not used to not being cut, cut do you know what i'm saying like oh. for power rangers he has to be like you know chiseled yeah and here he had to, he's like no one in the 80s was cut cut you know what i yeah. mean so i need yeah. to have a little more you know realism he's like a more cushion
4: weird. for the pushing
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we all uh,
0: know how i feel about it um <laughs> all right hot take <laughs> for the pushing <laughs>
3: Hot take Um,
0: (laughs) Sorry that's made me giggle
3: (laughs) The lesbian chafing under the feminine dress Is a bit cliche It's a trope But it's used so well here Uh Because they turn it into her An opportunity for her to show her resourcefulness Yes Mm -hmm. And I thought that was amazing And I really Uh love that Again These upending these old tropes And making them something cool You know Um, Hot take I love Misa Murray. Yeah. And if this line isn't the best line of the series, I don't know what it is. <laughs> if things go sideways, I should mention that I am now a black belt of karate. <laughs> <laughs> and, all right, that fucking floored me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, oh, man. And... and
0: if they go sideways, like, know, <laughs> really, we're used to living in a world where they might go sideways. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm just going to oh. say,
3: like, am I the only one? When Max is in you know, at the beginning of the climax, when she's running from Vecna, huh. and then she turns around and sees, you know, she's in the black mist and she turns around and sees the red mist. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who goes Why to the you- red mist? Because I don't <laughs> go to the red mist. That seems worse to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that seems like, and so I was like, mm, would anyone do that? I'm, yeah, but that's, <laughs> I'm that's not just gonna my lie,
4: I Because like, I would probably go to the Red Mist just because I'm like, if I keep doing this and running around in the Black Mist, nothing's my fate. Yeah. 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 So the Red Mist at least offers me maybe something interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) a change
4: of scenery i look good in red i don't know
0: (laughs) it could be anything Uh, i did have i did have that exact same thought i'm like oh that's the area to avoid and then she went there and i'm like oh no okay well and it was such a payoff when
4: she gets there and it was like where he's like what are you doing here and it's like oh somebody doesn't want you here oh man
3: (laughs) um
2: all of that stuff
3: and the only thing my only criticism of this episode really and it's fairly small but i felt like max's letter to billy could have been shorter i think you they would have gotten the same up across with half as much real estate you know but that's you know Uh, Sadie sink also i will i would like to you know jump on the saving sink for an emmy bandwagon because she's fucking phenomenal
4: Lord, yes. I get it girl
1: three quick hot takes oh go ahead lisa
4: i was gonna say just one quick hot take so it's like being at the grocery store i've only got one thing yeah yeah okay. what is it look yet at again you. erica sinclair oh <laughs> oh. yeah by the oh end of the God. week he's buying me a goddamn nintendo <laughs> with duck hunt yeah.
1: with okay. duck hunt <laughs> 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 his reaction was pretty great too yeah like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah pretty amazing yeah,
4: yeah. if there's, yeah. If there's
0: mm-hmm. anybody who can intimidate those guys as a group <laughs> yes. just like oh yeah it's her mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, oh,
4: obsessed. Obsessed. you're obsessed obsessed all right,
0: all right.
1: Uh, oh yeah uh, so max's stiff-legged fall when she falls out of the air with stiff legs hitting the mm-hmm. ground, oh. I was like, ouch, girl, ouch. Yeah, shattered like, legs. Ah. Yeah, like, that was that was rough. Um, she isn't the only one with an appropriate theme song in this. Uh, Argyle gets uh, an appropriate theme song every time he drives around in that, uh, in his little pizza <laughs> That's truck. That's on
2: the nose. <laughs>
1: it was on the nose. But fitting for his character.
0: Totally. who is also on the nose. Totally. See, and the reason to like his character is he likes pineapple on his pizza that is, <laughs> there,
3: that
4: is not a reason to like his that character that is
3: the proof that they could have done better
4: no <laughs>
0: Pineapple on pizza is delicious. I know. on that
4: hill. I'm actually a fan. Yeah, Same. I am too. I'm a fan Same. of pineapple on pizza. Likewise. Still not a fan of Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Phil, I, I, I'm not enjoying him.
1: I'm not enjoying him as much. Uh, he's alright. Um, I can't remember the third one now. So,
2: oh, sorry. Go. Although
3: <laughs> no, okay. him pitching the pineapple on the pizza was hilarious. I will say that that was like my, my favorite moment of his. That
2: was pretty <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right. Are you sure you don't have your final hot take? You were very confidently like three, three.
1: Yeah, I know, but it, it's gone. It's gone. It was,
4: so it was- Can I use his, his last hot take? It was- Sure, make it a third. Make it Only
3: make it that still... I really loved, what I really loved, you know, when they use running up that hill oh. at the mm. end when she's running, Yeah. you know, that they- Added orchestral flourishes from the score, yeah, to like you know to sort of yeah. bring it all together. Oh, yeah, and that yeah. was fucking amazing. That's yeah. I was like, yeah. I need yeah. to find that. I want to hear that. You know, yeah. I want yes. to play that on the Spotify.
4: I was Yeah, I did. I
3: did that. That moment where uh, Will grabs
1: the painting that he drew.
4: Oh, oh yeah, really, yes. I oh, like that too. Glad you it was was remembered
1: like, it. It's like you go, oh. you go, you go, you get that. You yeah, grab that, and, and this isn't over for you. You know, I don't think
4: I even noticed. Listen, I need in these in like. I need a payoff for Will. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I require yeah. it. I it better be it. fucking coming. Yeah, yeah I so. think we're
2: getting it. Yeah. Um, and I will end this hot take segment with let's just really feel the beauty of the piano arrangement of running up that hill yeah. when they go to credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Perfectly
0: done. I mean, it's you can do that song any, like you can hype it up into a, like a club, you know, whatever you, it could be like, it's just everything.
2: I don't want it to exist, but I would listen to it. Even if it was dubstep, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, we are not putting that out in the universe. Listen, instead, uh, yes, please listen to what I said. I don't want it to exist. <laughs> don't get any You've ideas. said it,
4: so now it, it pretty much already exists. Let's wait it. for this skill arrives. I'll still
2: listen to it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> instead of that episode was this episode, we're going to say the song that would save me is. So I'll start with Lisa.
4: Okay. <laughs> the first song that came into my head when I asked myself this question um was the song drive by the cars it remains consistently one of my favorite songs of all time so play that and i'm saved great i'll put it up on my spotify queue
3: that is a great song
4: yep
2: justin
3: so i gave a lot of thought to this because Kelly Sue and I actually traded texts on this. You know that we got to do this, and and (laughs) Kelly Sue was like already there, homie. You know, so I was wondering what it was. That's funny.
0: (laughs) I love knowing that Justin is generally working in the background to like position, like all of you, do some extra extra producing here. Yeah,
3: (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, Uh, I'm just being a team player. That's all. That's all. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It's brilliant.
3: Um. So a because it's a, you know, it's something to get me out of a really scary situation. I need something a little upbeat. I need something a little happy. Like running up that hill has that sort of that up tempo, you know? Um, And so I I couldn't do anything too downbeat, even though like my favorite songs tend in that direction. Um, And then I wanted something that was nostalgic and of that era. And so I think I have to pick, um, especially because we were recently talking about freebie fives and how there was a time <laughs> when this person would have been on my freebie five list. I have to pick, I wonder if I take you home by Lisa, Lisa and called cham. Nice. You know, cause and it, it, and you know, the title is perfect because please take me home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which would also make Phil Collins quite the runner up, but so um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I wonder if I take you home by Lisa, Lisa. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
2: All right. Claire what's your song what what song will save you
0: i didn't have to think about this at all because <laughs> this is the song that saves me like back in the day job when i just walked out of you know horrific day at work and you get in your car like this is the song like i have i probably have like 20 different versions of this song because they they exist there's all these you know remixes and other people doing stuff with it and I just could put it. I can put it on repeat, and there have been days I have put it on repeat and just listened to it, and that was my commute song on the way home. And I sang it just as loudly every single time. And uh, that song is "Heads Will Roll" by the Yeah Yeah Yes. Oh, fucking great song! Yeah. Great song. Oh. Great like you, video. You don't yeah. know if you're really being the hero or the villain in that, but you were getting <laughs> shit done. Nice, truth. And I love in- it purges everything.
4: It's so great. That is awesome. a good song. Yes. Very awesome.
2: All right, Phil.
1: Yeah, uh, this is tough. There, there are a few songs I grew up on that I that could easily fit into this, like you can call me Al or mm-hmm. um, uh, something from The Bangles maybe. But I, I, I feel like there are two kind of vying for the top, like that, that hit me on an emotional level. As well, and that would be Starman. Oh. Though I think mm-hmm. that's been overused a lot recently in movie trailers and stuff like that. And
2: but it's the song that would save you. Yeah. 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 It was, yeah. For you, it doesn't matter if it's played yeah. out. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think it might be Starman, and a close second might be um, Rhapsody in Blue. Ooh. I go to Rhapsody in Blue often. Wow. And I, the first time I heard Rhapsody Blue live, I sobbed. Wow. I like I was in I couldn't uncontrollably go. sobbing.
3: So I I I think my choice would be Rhapsody in Blue. The end of Rhapsody in Blue mm-hmm. is like one of the most powerful endings to me. I love it so it's, much. It's mm-hmm. remarkable. And they used to, I don't know I may be the only one old enough to remember this and media savvy enough to remember this is cuz they used Rhapsody in Blue the New York City tourism board used it in their advertisements to get people to come to New York. Yeah. And I think Delta Airlines did too. Yeah, they did. I, I was yeah, just about to say, I think it was like United was, or was, one yeah. of the airlines yeah. used to. Like, yeah. and just, I mm-hmm. love that shit, man. It's, yeah, man. Uh, yeah it's Rhapsody in Blue is strong. Powerful Excellent stuff choice. For me. Fantasia
2: 2000.
1: Yeah, Fantasia. Yeah.
2: I also just want to celebrate um, Phil's just total openness and okayness with publicly crying. Yeah, I, I love just it. I really love I, that. I,
1: I, yeah, yeah it, it was. We're fans. Uncon- <laughs> <Big> uncontrollable <laughs> sobbing. Yeah. I heard yeah. it live because it was my first it. time. I grew up yeah. on it. And it was my first time hearing it live. Even the guy playing it on piano made some mistakes mm. and it didn't it matter. It, better, didn't it? it didn't matter because it was happening right there in front of me.
0: Love it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I
1: think Ish. that would be the one that would save me. Yeah. It's
0: probably um, a good thing they didn't use Rhapsody in Blue in this episode for the probably. max scene. Or we might have lost <laughs> it. It would officially be Entirely. Uh, like <laughs> if we're living in the Upside
1: Down right now, yeah, I would have been taken yeah. somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, okay, so the song that would save me is probably not going to earn me any cool points. But it Doesn't, absolutely would save so. me and I knew it in- instantly. If I was in, I almost said the verge. <laughs>
4: If I was in the upside down (laughs) and if everybody would just stop stealing our ideas, that would be great.
2: (laughs) If I was in the upside down and this song started playing, I would know exactly where to run and I would run hard. And that song is hard habit to break by Chicago. It warms my heart. It reminds me of my dad.
4: It's any of these songs that make you go. Yeah. Oh, an yep. emotional connection,
2: and also emotional connection. Like, yeah, it's about living life without someone, mm-hmm. and how that would be so hard, and that would give me the fuel to be like, "You don't have to live without me." Yeah, I don't want to live without you.
4: You know, yeah.
0: Speaking and of the being... horns
2: of Chicago are like <laughs> the sound of my home.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of being on repeat. And that Uh not being a detriment to the idea of the song that would save you. I firmly believe Uh that Max has just been listening to this song. Like she's, she's complaining now about like listening to it on repeat and what if it stops working. Um, But I really feel like she doesn't even realize that she really has been listening to this just Uh in the months preceding, like over and over and over and over again. Nobody
3: ever wants to have to do something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 But. It's
0: true. I love it.
2: Um, so nobody has to watch what Phil is going to recommend <laughs> this episode, but if you liked this episode, you might also like what Phil's going to recommend. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, this was hard. Cause I was trying to think of something that like struck me, struck a nerve like this episode did. Um, I've got, I've got a kind of a light one then I've got a strong one. So Lucas from the eighties, it was one of those films I saw when I was younger and huh. it it's been a few years since I've watched it but it's a fucking great movie. Uh-huh. Um, you know it does it does play into those tropes of the 80s because it is of the 80s but it's pretty early pretty early 80s stuff. So I think it was one of those movies that sort of helped kind of maybe set some of those tropes. The other thing is it's a Russian film which is I guess still a little on target. It's called Andrei Rublev, Andrei Rublev. It's from Andrei Tarkovsky, one of the greatest cinematic painters, like visual poetry, some symbolism, all the like, he's amazing. He's right up there with Ingmar Bergman for me. Um, Andrei Rublev is about the artist, the painter. Uh, uh, and it's how he, it's just about his life. It's it's biographical, um, probably some fictional stuff mixed in. But there's, there's a, it takes place in sections. And the section about the bell maker, trying to live up to his father's uh, who was a bellmaker as well, trying to live up to how great his father was, broke me like the end of this episode did. And I think I sobbed sitting there in my apartment for a good half hour. So that was like the closest thing I could think of to a piece of art or cinema affecting me on the same level that this did. Uh, so, I, you know, it's it's like, it's a long watch. It's like, it's about as long as an episode of Stranger Things, um, season four. Uh, it's it's like three hours long. Um It's Russian, it's black and white, you know, so it takes a little patience, but it's beautiful and it's human and it's a really remarkable experience um, that kind of takes you through this characters humanness and his struggle with what a higher power means to him. Um, Yeah, it's really, really beautiful.
0: Beautiful.
2: Well, y'all, that brings us to the end of our discussion about an episode that we could probably talk about for 500 hours. Um, And we're going to continue talking about the show, not this episode, though. So join us next Wednesday as we jump into Chapter 5 of the fourth season, The Nina Project. Ooh. (laughs) Until then, sweet dreams. This has been a Popsicle podcast production.